1: Hello and welcome! I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me, and today I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? Well, another thank you this week for all of you who left messages and sent emails after last week's show. I do want to remind you that the show does air every Saturday morning, 8:30 on WHKWAM 1220 word. And again the same show if you want to hear it again or send a friend or somebody to hear it again on Sunday afternoon at 2:30, on WHK AM 1420, the answer. And you can always find the show at the website, speakupandstayalive.com. So I really do appreciate hearing from you. And I know the topic lately has been rather dark. And I do struggle with the conflict of keeping things to myself or sharing it. And one of the risks, well, among a few actually, that I won't go into, is that people will think I'm nuts. Well, I'm not. I spend my days researching any topic that I share with you. And anyone who knows me will tell you that I am a normal person. I don't have any bizarre personality quirks, no conspiracy leanings, no agenda, not on any medication, no drugs, no alcohol, just a free-thinking soul. And for some reason, I am motivated by wrong. I remember back, all the way back in first grade, The teacher sent home a note with my report card, which was all straight A's, I might add. I was always a really good student. But this note said, Patty is a natural leader, but needs to learn to temper that leadership with the rules. (laughs) Wow. In other words, I needed to conform to nonsense. Here is what I so vividly remember from first grade. I could see it as if it were today. The teacher would leave the room for some odd reason in the middle of a lesson, but before she left, she would threaten us. She would say, I'll be back soon, and I want everyone to sit still, no talking, no turning around, and if not, you won't get recess. And out the door she would go. Well, I guess, even at that young, tender age, that didn't make sense to me. Why couldn't we talk? I mean, what's wrong with talking? Why couldn't we turn around in our seats? It just didn't make sense. Now, I understand we didn't want mayhem to ensue, but this was when, the the 50s? The kids weren't running around screaming crazy, doing the kinds of things that they might today. I mean, it just didn't make sense for those times. So I guess I would encourage everyone to talk, and these kids happily did so. I guess if they saw me talking, they thought it was okay. So when the teacher returned and found out that I was the one that started the talking violation, well, no recess and an admonishing letter to my parents. Now this is funny. I remember one day having to go find this teacher during one of her sudden breaks because a boy in our class started to throw up and she wasn't there. So I guess with my leadership skills, I decided to be the one to rush out of the room and I headed to the teacher's lounge, hoping to find her there. When I opened the door, a giant plume of cigarette smoke billowed out of the door, and I was seriously blinded by smoke. The smoking teachers jumped up and yelled at me. And who was in there, cigarette in hand? My first grade teacher. So back at the age of six, I felt the hypocrisy of an authority figure A teacher forcing us kids to sit in silence while she smoked it up during a nicotine fit. And on it went. In sixth grade, I had the distinction of being the only girl in the class who routinely had to take part in what the teacher called 50 times. Any time a child did something the teacher deemed wrong, that child had to write 50 times, I will not turn around. I will not talk in class and my most favorite one because of its stupidity i will dress for the weather so if the sun was shining in the morning and by the time we left school it happened to be raining and we weren't wearing a raincoat and boots we had to write fifty times i will dress for the weather and then to further humiliate the child our names were written on the board for all to see keeping count of how many transgressions each child had. yea, for me! I was the winner when it came to the girls, because I spent most of sixth grade concentrating on this bizarre punishment for being a real person. I would pre-fill out papers in my spare time. I had dozens of notebook papers filled with I will not, I will not, I will not, I will not then when I got a fifty times punishment ha all I had to do was fill in the blank with the appropriate transgression I will not laugh during class I will not turn around I will not be a normal child so even though I always got mostly A's maybe a B or two I was shamed by ignorant rules concocted by a person with a bit of authority who relished that authority so much That he or she didn't care what they mandated didn't make any sense. Fast forward to my mom in the hospital in 2008, when authority doctors and nurses clearly did wrong, harmed a human life, and denied, lied, and chose to hide. That's when my first-grade voice came to the surface. And here we are today, when our very existence, when our freedom, our liberty, our choice, the censorship of our voice, everything we hold dear, every God-given right we were born with, is being mandated from lowly governors who hide in their homes. Hello, Ohio! Governors who kill old people. Hello, New York! To political candidates. Hello, Kamala! Hello, Sleepy Joe! To global elitists. Hello, Fauci! Hello, Bill Gates! Now, I'm sure if or when you share my show with others, some of the comments may be that I'm a conspiracy lunatic. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, I do know what I'm talking about because I despise wrong. I despise hypocrisy, liars, greed, and evil. And I take the time to research all sides not one that gets their Sesame Street news bites from slanted media opinions. And quite honestly, the media in this country, they ought to be put behind bars because they are not journalists. Please, I hope they don't grace themselves with that word. Not journalists, far from it. They are bought and paid for by the biggies. And those who are unwise enough to gather their supposed information from these puppets will, in my mind, have no right to have an opinion on anything so if or when someone tells you that you were wrong for questioning for thinking just smile and feel sorry that they get their thoughts from someone else's greased spoon well this is not where i plan to go today so let's head into a couple of other thoughts Ah, uh, in a few days the most important election in history will take place and i have received many emails and thoughts on the perhaps upcoming unrest, and I thought I'd share it with you because, well, I think it makes some sense. Carrie Lutz from the Financial Survival Network has this to say. came across my desk last week. Election day is coming, and with it, more civil unrest seems extremely likely. The New York Police Department is preparing for it. A close friend, who's a New York City sergeant, has been told she'll be working 12-hour shifts and must be on call 24-7. The New York Post has been reporting on a major exodus from the city in anticipation of the event. And it's clear that New York's governor, hashtag Killer Cuomo, and the city's mayor, hashtag Comrade de Blasio, will do little, if anything, to stop the impending riots. I mean, heck, they've welcomed the riots with open arms and couldn't be more thrilled. The scenario is likely to be repeated in cities large and small throughout the nation. He says, as it becomes more and more likely, at least in his opinion, that President Trump will be elected, the potential for violence increases exponentially. This violence is leftist-inspired and both supported and encouraged by the wealthy globalists. It has been pre-planned and orchestrated, and paid for, I might say, just like during the summer. If you think there's any validity to the suspicions above, then now is the time to prepare. You must plan and practice so if and when the actual events occur, you'll be less likely to make some grave errors and you'll be prepared. He suggests an ample supply of food, perhaps 14 days. Water, household goods, first aid, pharmaceuticals, medical products, and some cash would be the minimum required to ride out the storm. You should analyze your daily patterns to ensure that you can avoid potential hot spots and places where violence is most likely to be centered, such as police stations, city halls, retail shops are all likely to be targeted. You might want to avoid going out at night and avoid routes in your car that could be subject to blockage. We're dealing with an organized and determined plot to destroy the country. He says, remember forewarned is forearmed. Hopefully I'm all wrong and none of this comes to pass, but based upon recent history, it's certainly wise to prepare and plan, and that's all I'm asking you to do. Well, this is me talking. Now, once again, people may say, I'm crazy, you're crazy, I'm being an alarmist, you're being an alarmist, and I'm certainly not suggesting that you go out and stockpile toilet paper, but you might want to have some extra food items, pet food, remember your pets, water, any needed medication on hand, maybe prior to November 3rd. Because if rioting and looting happens to your neighborhood grocery store or your pet store, it will be nice not to have to worry. Did you watch the debates between Trump and Sleepy Joe? Biden warned, and he used these exact words. I almost jumped out of my chair when I heard him say this. He said, it's going to be a dark winter. A dark winter why would he use those words is he doing what they always do and telling you to your face what is coming and you just think they're colorful descriptive words well a dark winter is the code name the code name for a senior level bioterrorist attack simulation conducted in may 2001. It was called Operation Operation Dark Winter. It was designed to carry out a mock version of a covert and widespread smallpox attack on the U.S. The simulation carried out by Johns Hopkins. And let me stop for a moment. Notice, I mentioned a few weeks ago how Johns Hopkins seems to be involved in this at every turn. They were the ones that did the 201 uh, tabletop pandemic, in uh, 2018, 2019, predicting the coronavirus. Anyway, the simulation carried out by Johns Hopkins demonstrated serious weaknesses in the public health system and ability to respond to such an attack. So another prediction, perhaps? Did the words dark winter slip out unintentionally? Because Sleepy Joe has problems remembering what he can and cannot say? What he should or should not say? Or was he told to say it on purpose? Oh, yeah. I'll be called a conspiracy theorist for sharing this, won't I? Oh, my goodness. All right. Here's another email I received. This was from Grant Miller, a preparedness advisor. Says, post-election mayhem could be the next Black Swan event. If you've never heard of the term black swan, here's what it means. A black swan event is something unexpected that takes observers completely by surprise. It comes from the ancient belief that all swans had white feathers. But when black swans were discovered in Australia by European explorers in 1697, it took everyone by surprise. Famous black swan events in recent history include the outbreak of World War I, the attack on Pearl Harbor, the assassination of JFK, the terrorist attacks of 9-11, and the global financial crisis of 2007-2008 that led to the Great Recession. Is there a black swan event in our future? Consider this. Violence erupted not long ago in Los Angeles at what was originally supposed to be a peaceful street march but later in the evening, it turned quite ugly. It got so bad, the mayor had to request the National Guard come in and restore order. He also imposed a citywide curfew to keep people off the streets, and nearby cities did the same. Police officers were attacked, some suffering concussions from heavy objects thrown at their heads. Multiple LAPD squad cars were set on fire. Office buildings, stores, and bank ATMs were vandalized, looted, And burned. Lamentably, these scenes are just sneak previews of what may happen after the November 3rd elections and for years to come. Similar protests that turned into riots have occurred in recent memory in Portland, Denver, Chicago, Minneapolis, and Seattle, just to name a few. The danger comes if one side gets enraged by the election results. In fact, police in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania are currently preparing for exactly that. They expect potential unrest for many days following Election Day since nobody expects all the votes to be counted by November 3rd. Groups on either side may decide to express their post-election anger with increasing frequency and intensity of violence. If that happens, cities across America could become ungovernable with wild, out-of-control mobs destroying everything in their path. You probably don't need to be told what that would do to our nation's food supply chain, energy utilities, our transportation and communication system, banking, finance, not to mention law enforcement, and our personal safety. So if you're not already prepared, you still have time. COVID-19 was itself a type of black swan event that we're still reeling from, Now imagine if one day it's not even safe for truckers to drive on the highways to deliver food to grocery stores, or for essential workers to get to work and do their jobs. This could be far worse than any potential second wave of COVID. All we can say is, brace yourself and stay alert, friends. So those are a few concerns that crossed my desk this week. And obviously I wouldn't waste valuable time sharing it with you if I didn't think that it was worthy of consideration. Now again, I'm not suggesting any kind of panic buying, but it can't hurt at all to have a few extra necessities safely tucked into your pantry at home. Hopefully nothing comes to pass, no dark winter, and the worst of it might just be that you have some extra peanut butter, rice, beans, tomatoes, water, and pet food. Never forget your pets.
0: Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up and Stay Alive radio. Stay safe from little-known health care and hospital hazards. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com.
1: Well, today I want to end on some positive notes. Let's go for positive for a while. You know, it's hard to stay positive when all the news is gloom and doom, and it's rough for even the most optimistic of all of us. And while it's true that we need to stay informed, we need to understand what's really going on here, uh, but we don't need to have all of this break us, okay? But in these times of constant negative messages, we really need some kind of an antidote, something to balance that, something to keep us positive, give us a good attitude to move forward with determination and hope. So I wanna share a couple ideas And, you know, you talk about staying positive. To me, that just sounds exhausting. I'm like, all right, well, how in the world do you stay positive? Well, I think it's not so much about trying to see or find the silver lining, but more about appreciating what is what we have. I think whenever we go through a difficult time, like we are going through as a as a planet as a society you begin to appreciate more and just realize how fragile life is and that there are still so many things that we can be thankful for so i think if we want to stay positive through all of this we just have to start with enjoying the little things that bring us happiness so every day i try to just go outside get a little sunshine or breeze on my face and watch a bird fly by watch the leaves fall into the river, just little tiny things like that, just appreciating the little things in life. It's just about focusing your attention on what is pleasurable, nurturing, and sustaining, and and practicing gratitude for the very small, everyday things that are easy to take for granted or missed altogether. You know, I have 13 cats, and just petting a little creature, just cuddling one, just holding one, just having one follow me around. Wow, what a gift. Every day I look at that as a beautiful, loving gift that was sent to me. So we don't need to be finding huge things, just find the tiny things in our lives. And since some of us have extra time, It might just be the joy of learning something new. I mean, heck, this is a great time. Learn a new language. I have found that a lot of people who wanted to write and and had aspirations of becoming an author have used this time period to reflect inwards and find those words and start writing. Or just a simple act of kindness for a friend or a stranger. I found that to be extremely helpful to stay positive as well so you talk about practice random acts of kindness even in some of my emails back and forth to people people that don't expect me to end my my email i'll just put love to you or sending all my love sending my healing energy to you they don't expect to get that from me because it's a business email and when they get that it's like wow this other person's human. They're thinking of me. And then I get a warm, friendly email back from them. And I know that I've impacted their day. And by impacting someone else's day in a positive way, it impacts mine. You can look after your neighbors. You know, there's so many people in nursing homes or who live alone have been very much isolated due to this uh, pandemic. If there's a way that you can reach out to them, bring them some cookies, give them a call, write them a letter, send a little note through the mail, just something tiny like that that's unexpected. We can always support a small business nearby. So we know that businesses are struggling. How good does it make you feel to maybe order some takeout or go in in person? And maybe you've never eaten there before, but to actually go in and say, hey, you know what? I've never eaten here before. I know it might be a rough time for you. I thought I'd come in check you out and give you some business. You're going to make a new friend. They're going to appreciate you and you're going to feel good about that. You can send gifts and they don't have to be huge major gifts. Hey, if you are doing a lot of organizing and decluttering and you come across a cute little necklace that you're never going to wear again, well, wrap it up and send it to some little child who you know makes you feel good, makes them feel good. And simply take advantage of the found time that you might have on your hands, like I said before, and learn something new or practice some yoga or learn Tai Chi, something that you've always thought, hey, I, I might wanna do that sometime. Now you have time. And if you have found time, and you like listening to podcasts and you have um internet access, head over to my other website, speakuptalkradio.com. Speakuptalkradio.com, because in my spare time, if you would, I help folks who want to create their own podcasts. And I've got a lot of cool podcasts on that website, one being called OK Boomer Podcast. It's two wonderful people, two wonderful women in, in Cleveland, actually. Um in in the Medina area, who two sisters who decided they wanted to do a podcast and they talk about different aspects of being a boomer. It's a fun podcast called OK Boomer. And you'll find that at Speak Up Talk Radio. I'm just starting a new one with two gals on step parenting called Spilling the Coffee and Tea. So head over to Speak Up Talk Radio and go under the shows page and you'll find lots of fun podcasts to listen to in your spare time. Also, then always head over to Speak Up and Stay Alive, my patient safety website, because I still do have lots of important books there, Healthcare Acquired Infections, an essential oils book, my uh, old book, Speak Up and Stay Alive, How to Survive a Hospital Stay, and my newest one, Highway to Heart, Humor and Honesty in Healthcare, gives you an opportunity to read, sit down, get your mind off from crazy, and learn something new. Head over to my website, zappenzen.com. Z A P N Z E N.com. Lots of healing essential oils, essential oil blends that are organic. I've spent years studying that, taking classes on that, and have created some really cool blends that I know work. They work for me, and I know they'll work for you. Plus, they smell good zapandzen.com. So there's a lot we can do to stay positive during these times. We've got to be aware of what's going on. That's for sure. I'm not saying just to click off completely and not know what's going on, but don't let this um, unusual time take over your life. All right, my friends, it's always fun to be with you. I will be back next week with who knows what could possibly happen between now and then that I need to talk to you about. Until then, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week. Free from 50 times. Stay positive. I love you. I am Pat Rulo, And I am the voice for informed choice, honesty, and patient safety.
0: If you've missed part of today's show or just want to share the information with friends, you can listen to all of Pat's previous shows at speakupandstayalive.com. Want even more information? Purchase a copy of Pat's book at speakupandstayalive.com or you can call Pat at 440 725 54 62.
1: Until next week, remember you have to speak up and stay alive.